Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I feel great. I feel good. I'm 100. I'm going to be out there Thursday night. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. This is episode 48. Once again, I'm John June. Got my guy, Greg Penniman. It is the championship semifinals. Greg, are you ready? What is good, bro? Yeah, man. Yo, it's, it's semifinals week. It's uh, This is time. Uh, I'm very excited. I'm very hype. Um, you, you got you got to get serious now. This is this is the time where each decision matters. A lot of bodies went down for people last last week. Um, sorry for those people. My condolences. But uh, yeah, we we got to get back to it. Um, so congratulations to those who got to the semifinals. Um, just keep it moving. Let's go. Yeah, man. Got to get right to it, brother. Got to get to it. And you know, hopefully you're coming off the bye. Or hopefully you're coming off the win. Uh, and you, you know, if you're coming off the loss, then you know, welcome back. You got to keep plugging away. You know, like we've been saying, you don't want to miss these times because next year AJ Brown's gonna be like a third round pick, and you're not gonna have any idea why. Mm-hmm. No, no clue why. <laughs> well, just just before we start, man, because I know you weren't on the pod, man. What do you think about AJ Brown? Because we talked about this before, man. Like, is he somebody you're gonna? be targeting next year man for sure oh yeah for sure like this this man uh you you see it this year you see the potential especially with ryan Tannehill at the quarterback uh the deep downfield presence that's where it's going to be his boom um is going to be there and that's that's something you want to see uh to give you a wide receiver one upside you know he has talent uh the the measurables are there um but yeah he's going to be a guy next year that i'm gonna be looking forward to i'm gonna be having me in my eye on in those mid rounds uh um and if he's you know, depending on what they do, uh, I feel like, you know, Cordes has been there for a while. Uh, how they do with the, the other targets, he, he's going to be the number one guy. He already is the number one guy, but uh, that target number is already going to increase. Yeah, man, and the thing I like about him the most is that he's just so physical after the catch, right? Like, we were talking about it today. Like, I don't I, – like, when he catches the ball in space, like, I have no doubt that he's going to break at least the first two tackles. Right, like when he caught that ninety-one yarder, like I had zero doubt that he was going to score, <laughs> like zero doubt that he was going to take that to the crib because we've just seen him do it already, and so yeah, AJ Brown, he's he's going to be a beast, and you know the wide receiver position, we already know, we always talk about how hard it is uh, to learn as a rookie, and so that you know he's the sky's only going to be the limit for him in in near two, so that'll be exciting, but uh, you know let's get to this news, man. We got to get to this news because. You know, fancy owners, they're reeling right now. It's week two of the, of the playoffs, so we got to get into that chip, man. So we, before that, we got to get we got to get through these uh, through this matchup. So uh, we got a, a situation where we don't know if we could trust some guys if they're active. So, um, you know, we got a pair of Steelers. I guess we'll start with James Conner. Is he somebody that you want to trust at home against Buffalo? Yeah, um, I'm not sure. I don't I don't think I would on this one. Um, honestly, uh, it's just been a, a long time coming. 
and the matchup. If the matchup was uh, maybe a little juicy, I think I could make the argument to maybe start him as a flex. But uh, they're home, but it's Buffalo. You know it's going to be low scoring. I'm, I'm willing to take the under or whatever it is going to be. So I don't think I'm going to take uh, – I wouldn't trust James Carter. Yeah, I mean, I, the matchup – you know, the, I mean, the, the Bills, if you can't – there's one thing you can do against them. You can run on them. But, um, you know, you're right. The over-under in this game, 36-and-a-half. My issue is just – I. This is a story on James Conner. He comes back. He get he leaves the game again. Like it's pri- it's in prime time, so everyone's gonna watch it happen, right? So like, I'm not I'm not I don't want to do that. Like I'm not gonna, you know, ride like be sitting there hoping in my fantasy playoffs. You know, imagine the situation. You're down by five. All you need is five points from James Conner. That should be easy, right? Leaves the game with a because he reaggravated you with a shoulder injury with three points. Like that that's a realistic expectation from James Conner. You know, it's a realistic outcome. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not that's not something I want to expose myself to. Yeah, um, but I agree. But Juju Smith-Schuster, he's the one with the tough matchup because he's going to have Trey White. Um, but is he somebody that you would you would be interested in starting? I I feel like I already know the answer to this one, but Yeah, Trey White is even more of a worse matchup to me. I think uh I don't know if I could uh do that either. Um, go with that move um, for Juju. He's, you know, he's not even he was at when he was healthy. It's not like he was uh, producing at a high level. Um, and week to week, it's it's hard to to judge who's going to be that still as wide receiver of choice. So I don't know if I could uh, do that either. Pull the trigger on that one. Yeah, and that last part that you said right there to me is the is the most important part. The biggest part is, you know, the Steelers receivers. They're all sharing an equal portion of this. Of this pie and in this Duck Hodges pie, there's not a whole lot to go around. Um, so, you know, we see one week it's James Washington, another week it's is Deontay Johnson, and now you got Juju, another talented player coming back into the mix. Um, you know, and there's no guarantee that that you know any one of these guys. There's no guarantee that who's going to be the the two receivers on the field because they don't run a lot of three three wide receiver sets. So who's going to be the the, the 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 two receivers on the field most of the time, you know, is it just going to be a three-man rotation because all these three of these guys, you know, they've been playing well. So, you know, it's 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 going to be a, it's going to be an interesting situation and and something to watch for sure. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna start him. I I would I would I would actually to me James Conner is a, a stash and see what happens. You know, if he makes it out of this Buffalo game healthy. Then I'm I'm you know I'm good to go with that. Juju's just a straight snip snip for me. Yeah, I I agree with that. I think you can uh, make make case for James Conner. You know, have him have him there, especially because Benny Snell failed a lot of people last week. Um, and we know Conner's the best back in that situation. Mm-hmm. He's he has a chance to mm-hmm. you know come back and maybe produce down the line uh, for you in Week 16. But yeah, Juju, uh, yeah, it's not the not the answer. Yeah, I definitely agree on that. James Conner definitely the the most talented back. I think that's the one thing that you know James Conner missing some time is actually kind of kind of beneficial to him because you know we thought hey Jalen Samuels could do this you know Benny Snell could do this mm-hmm. they can't do it nope James Conner <laughs> is is he he's the one he's the only one that could do it so yeah. um, you know I think this is this is I mean it's, it's probably going to be baked into his draft price but James Conner is going to be an interesting debate next off season yeah absolutely he he was. He was a borderline first, second round pick this year. Um, no one really knew if you could trust him. 
Um, but now he's going to come into this offseason next year as an, as an, known to be with an injury-prone tag. So be an interesting debate. Yep. All right, man. Let's get to let's get to Adam Thielen, man. What's going on there? What are we gonna do? What what's, what do you, what, what do you? I know. What, I feel like I know what you're gonna do, but what? Tell the people. Adam Thielen, you know he he returned to practice. Uh, they're playing the Chargers on the road. Chargers are really good against the pass. Uh, this is a hamstring injury. He actually, you know, the first time he tried to come back, he got he re injured the the injury and then left. So. Yeah, you you know me. I don't, I don't think I'm gonna pull the trigger on this either. <laughs> I don't think I do. I could do this either. Uh, Adam Thielen, you know, yeah, he's a great player. Obviously, um, you know, when he's fully healthy, he definitely produces um, for fantasy owners. But uh, is is he gonna be fully healthy? One, and um, they say he says he's optimistic to play. Uh, and also, is he gonna be able to to overcome the matchup, which isn't good at all. So um, that's that's my two worries. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on this one. I, you know. I don't know if it's a. I don't know if it's the fact that I I hang out with you so much or talk about the uh, fantasy with you, or is it the fact that I, I've uh, I've had some bad experiences playing injured players in DFS, or maybe it's a combination of the both. But I've I've completely gone to the risk averse side when it comes to injuries and people coming back from injury in their first game. Uh, Adam Thielen, the amount of times like you said that he's tried to come back and re-aggravated this thing, like I'm not throwing this guy in my lineup. And then you throw the matchup, yeah. like you said, into consideration. Uh, you know, the Chargers were a decent matchup at the beginning of the year, but now Derwin James is back. Um, you know, he, he completely changes the, the outlook of that secondary. So, you know, Adam Thielen against this, you know, in this matchup with that hamstring. Eh, yeah, uh, he's another one. He throw him. He's not a snip-snip like Juju is. I'm going to throw him in the James Conner category, which yep. is like – if you can show me you're healthy in week in week uh, fifteen, I'll play you in week sixteen. Yep, yep, I agree with that. Yeah, I mean you you've got to this point without Adam Thielen, so uh, I think yeah you, you you have the other options uh, that you need um, and contingency plans for you can win this week and probably play him next week. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then someone who I I think we could call him a snip snip candidate. Um, you know I think. You probably wanted to do it back in week three, but Mike Evans, <laughs> right? He <laughs> Mike Evans, we can snip snip him now, right? Yeah, it's time. Mike Evans, you know, he, he did what he had to do. You were saying, you know, that's the best way for a fantasy player to go out <laughs> on a touchdown. Uh he did he did what he had to do for you. Um he's a martyr in this. Uh, he, uh so <laughs> uh, it, it, it was a great season, you know. He got the th- over the thousand yards. Uh, he's going to finish the Pirates still a top five, you know, fantasy wide receiver, especially points per game base. So yeah, it was a good, it was a good season for him. But you know, Chris Godwin now against Detroit. Oh man, that's all I got to say. I'm, I'm, this is Burman hand rub for that one. Really hyped for that. Yeah, Chris Godwin's about to, to, he's about to eat a lot, like a lot, a lot. Um, but you know, Mike Evans, you were just talking about him. You know, let's. Uh, Let's let's just I guess recap what what he what he did you know finishes the wide receiver three um, on the year is gonna have that thousand yard season but as you alluded to um, the 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 up and down volatility of Mike Evans this year was 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 something else um, yeah it's crazy one two three four five he had five top ten finishes uh, two three of those being in the top two he had. Um, one, two, three finishes 
with within the top uh, between twenty, finishing between uh, twenty and thirty. But then outside after that, he had one, two, three, four, five finishes outside the top thirty. So basically, you were getting a wide receiver one, one, two, three, four, five games out of the year, and then in the other nine games, he was a wide receiver two, three, or even worse than that. So I I will give you that. There was a, a lot of up and down volatility with Mike Evans, and especially that hot zero in week five. But um, yeah, this was a. Hopefully, we get some more consistency out of him next year, and you know maybe that'll come you know with another quarterback. Who knows? We'll see if Jameis is still quarterback in the Bucks. But uh, Chris Godwin definitely, you know, right now is gonna. You know, these next two weeks they have Detroit, and then uh, who do they have next week? I feel like the matchup is is just as good next week, um, but you know he's gonna be. Hopefully he he comes in as as Jameis's number one target. Um, Jameis Winston's on pace to to have the most fifteen plus yard throws in NFL history. That's compliments of JJ Zacharyson in the late round podcast, but. Um, you know he's just con- he's throwing the ball down the field, so yeah. that also makes um, Brashad Perriman and Justin Watson intriguing. Do you do you agree with that? Yeah, definitely Brashad Perriman. Um, you know he he's proven that he, he can uh, do it before. He's a talented player. I think uh, he may have in some intrigue um, as a, a maybe a, a dart throw that you know you want to do high over under game. Uh, the process is you know is good for him. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't shy away from Justin Watson either, though. Um, if I'm in a, you know, if I'm playing DFS, of course, that's usually where a lot of these dirty, you know, plays go. But if you're in a deeper league, you know, like a 16-team league or, um, you know, something, something to, you know, really deep league, uh, Justin Watson did play, you know, once Mike Evans went out, he instantly played 43 snaps. Like, you know, he, he stepped in immediately with a role, so... He's he's definitely somebody that you could you could look to if you if you really really need help at receiver because the process is there like we talked about. But I I know that he's not your first choice. I understand that, Greg. Oh. <laughs> I mean, Danny Andola seems to be the guy everyone wants this for this for this game. You know. No yeah, I mean Jones, Marvin Jones on IR. Guy. Yep, yep. So you know, Danny Amendola with a matchup against Tampa. I mean, this game might have some some nice sneaky fantasy points. I in hope it. so. I really do. Um, it, it's it's you know set up to be a very high scoring game. Uh, two not very good defenses, especially you know Tampa great against the run, and Detroit's trying not to run the ball anyway. So it's gonna be nice. Yeah, I mean, plus we have in this game what mo- a lot of some other games don't usually have, which is a quarterback that can score for both teams. Oh, yeah. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so that definitely adds to the high totals there. Jamie's going for 30, um, for 30 man. <laughs> <laughs> 30 30. <laughs> Another guy coming back from practice, that's Damian Williams. Um, is he somebody that you're interested in having any trust in at all? Yeah, the, this week against Denver. Nah, I, yeah, it's a lot of running backs in this situation is very muddy. Uh, I think, you know, you can see how the 49ers is kind of clearing up now, like more sets of the guy. But I can't still say who's the guy for the Chiefs. Um, so you know, Darwin, he they won't they won't give him the ball. Uh, Damon Williams, you know, they'll split it between all these guys. I think they all get 
maybe five to ten touches, and that's not something you want. Yeah, I'm, I I don't want anything to do with this backfield right now. I know we we're like contradicting ourselves, total hard body, but oh know, yeah, back in the who day, who would we be? Yeah, back in the day, <laughs> but who would we be if we didn't react to new information? Right, like that's true. We'd be idiots. Transparency. You know, we have we, to react to new information. <laughs> so, you know, this Chiefs backfield is very very muddy. Andy Reid has not picked this guy. But I will say, man, Darwin Thompson definitely intrigues me. If you're in a keeper league, I would add him, keep him, hold him. Because yeah. I don't see how he's not in the conversation for the running back of the future in this offense. He's, yeah, him, he's, between him and Darrell Williams, they've got to be in the conversation. Yeah, I think throughout the year they've proven they're the most talented. Uh, they've done the most with the, like, the, like, the most little. So I, I like those two, those two players. Every time they got an opportunity, they seem to produce. So. Um, yeah, they just need to be freed. Yeah, they just need to cut this backfield in half, get Spencer Ware out of here, yeah. just Darwin Thompson, D- Darryl Williams, yep. just play those two all the time. Yep, Darryl be your, your every down back or something like that. You know, Darwin third downs, pass catching back. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, man. Or flip it, flip it, flip it either way, man. It doesn't, doesn't really matter. Oh, it doesn't matter. Where I don't think it, here we go. <laughs> yeah, man. Um... All right, man. Let's get to the. We got no trust in the trash on our docket, right? So let's just get to this this Thursday night game, man. Because yeah, you know your boy's gonna be present. There you <laughs> go. Oh yeah, I mean I'm I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be there. Um, gonna have a Jets jersey on. I will be rooting for. I'll be rooting for Lavar for the win for the MVP candidate. You know MVP. But um, yeah, yeah, I will be present. It won't be. It will not be pretty. Um, to be honest with you, as much as Jamal Adams has irked me. With his antics, um, I I know that he probably would have been amped up for this game, and I would have been excited to watch him play in this game because I I know that he would he likes playing against the best and to have this opportunity to play uh, Lamar Jackson in prime time, who's an MVP candidate. Um, you know that would have that would have really he would have really enjoyed that, and you know would have been fun to watch. But not about that right now. Let's get to this game, man. Let's break out this matchup because. You know, there's a lot of fantasy action, mainly from one side, that has to be discussed. So let's get to it, man. So uh, we got the five and eight New York Jets traveling to Baltimore to take on the eleven and three rolling Baltimore Ravens. This is a forty-five and a half point over/under. Baltimore Ravens are fifteen and a half point favorites. So, Greg, what do you got? Yeah, this is a, a pretty nice and easy. easy one. Yep, easy one for me. Ravens. <laughs> got the Ravens. Got them covering. Uh, and I got the, the over in this game. Just, you know, they're home. They're, they're you know, obviously they're rolling. It doesn't matter if this game was in Bermuda. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they handled the Bills, uh, you know, last week. You know, the Bills challenged them a little bit, but they still were the clear-cut uh, dominant team in that in that game. Um, and I see no reason why they don't continue, they continue to roll. They really want this number one seed. They they know the importance of getting that, um, and I know they want to you know keep improving at every aspect of their of their game. So uh, I'm taking the Ravens to roll. Uh, would you take on the total though? I'm taking the over. I'm taking the over. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take the under though, but I'm going to take the. Yo, I do this all the time. I don't know why. I wrote the Jets in to win by accident. Oh my god. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely have the Ravens winning and the Ravens against the spread. Um, you know, I think you and I talked about this game off air like three weeks ago and I said, bro, I don't care what the spread is. It's probably going to be like 14, but there's no way I'm taking, like, I'm not taking Baltimore. So in the line, the line opened 14, op- uh, went up to 14 and a half. Now it's at 40. Well, I shouldn't say open. The look ahead line was 14. 
opened at 14 and a half. Now it's 15 and a half. I don't care what it is. I'm taking the Ravens. Um, you know, I, I do think the Jets keep it close for a majority of the game, though, because uh, I know that defense is going to play hard. They play hard for Greg Williams, he, and he schemes up really well. The Jets actually, you know, we talk about them being a bad matchup all the time in, in terms of the pass game, but they're currently the 15th-ranked pass defense in terms of pass defense efficiency. Uh, they're eighth in the last three weeks. They, they're the number one defense, the number one run defense in terms of run defense efficiency on the season, and they're two in the last three weeks. So the, the, the matchup for the Jets will be okay in terms of trying to stop them, but it hasn't really mattered all year um, in terms of who, who Lamar matches up with. So, But I do think this game is one that will be one in the trenches. The Jets do have a really good D-line, and that's why I think it'll keep them in the game for a majority of it. But after a while... Um, you know the, the Jets aren't going to be able to do much offensively against this Ravens this Ravens defense. So I think the Ravens open it up. I think the biggest question, obviously, we know we're going to play Lamar. I know there's some question about the quad, yep. but I don't think there's any way you can bench him, right? Nah, nah, absolutely no, not. Right. Without a doubt, zero percent. No, without a doubt, right? Big trust. Yeah, uh, yeah no, nah, big trust, especially in Lamar. He's taken us to this point. He's taken us so far. I mean, guys, we're riding with Lamar too. I mean, we got the. Uh, you know our league and our we got our teams. It's not undefeated anymore, twelve and one. But we had to buy. It doesn't really matter as long as we get this chip. But yep. Lamar's riding. We're riding Lamar to this chip, right, Greg? Yes, sir. Um, but yeah, like I mean, so I think there's on the Baltimore side. I think the biggest question fantasy owners have is Mark Andrews, yep. who seems like he'll be a game time decision. So what are you doing there with Mark Andrews? Yeah, he has the knee injury. Um. You know, throughout the year, he's been a guy that's, you know, had been questionable uh, midweek and stuff and has come to play. So, you know, he's tough. He's a tough player. He'll, he'll try to really play through it. Um, so I've, I feel like he's going to try to give it a go. Um, and if he does play, I I think you can I think you can start him um, just because, you know, they, they do use him in the passing game. Um, he's probably the only reliable target in the in the passing game. So. Uh, I think you would have to for a tight end position is not you know no depth in it at all not a lot of juicy matchups and stuff for um, streaming and stuff out there so I, I would start him if he's playing. Yeah, it's so tough, man. And you know I have Mark, I have yeah. Mark Andrews scattered. Yeah. I don't think I'm gonna play him though. And I and I hear I hear everything you're saying, but it's just. You know, I having Mark Andrews, I've watched a lot of him, especially because the Ravens are on TV a lot. They don't really need him on the field all the time. They have Patrick Richard, the big fullback. They've got Nick Boyle. They've got Hayden Hurst. Like we saw last week, Mark Andrews had to leave the game. They didn't miss a beat, you know. And especially I've seen times where they're up big and Mark Andrews just isn't even on the field. And in those times, like he's not going to be on the field. He's not catching passes because he's not really throwing it. Mm-hmm. And so it's like he's banged up. It's a short week. Um, you run the you run the risk of re of re of reaggravation. And they they this if you look at what's the best position group on this on on this Baltimore Ravens team, it's probably their tight end group. Yeah, they <laughs> so, have a, a multiple of them that they use. <laughs> so like, I don't see like what's the what would be the need to overwork Mark Andrews when they don't work him a lot anyway. You know, maybe they'll use him around the red zone, you know, catch some touchdowns. But the Jets actually have a pretty decent red zone defense, and they've actually been, you know, pretty good against the tight end. 
You know, right. I thought that a lot of that had to do with, with Jamal Adams, but even last week, Mike Kosecki hadn't done anything. And that was with Devontae Parker leaving the game. So I'm weary of Mark Andrews. Obviously, I understand the talent and what he's been all year, but he's been he's been hit or miss, you know, kind of all year, mm-hmm. even with how good he's been. I mean, granted, that's the nature of the tight end position, but, you know, um, Ian Thomas this week, he has a he has a pretty decent matchup. Carolina gets to play Seattle. Uh, Seattle has been really, really, really bad against a tight end. Like especially in the last few weeks, they've given yeah, up the second have. most t- the second most fantasy points in a tight end position behind Arizona. So, uh, you know, I, I would go with Ian Thomas. I would look in his direction. Tyler Higby's another one whose direction I would look in. They go against Dallas. Yep, absolutely. Um, so. You know, those are guys that I would look to over Mark Andrews. But again, you know, if you want that upside, you know, feel free to go ahead. I just, I don't want that kind of risk, especially, you know, if there's guys in halfway decent matchups. You know, David Njoku is intriguing, but I think that's where I draw the line. Like, I wouldn't start David Njoku over Mark Andrews. Oh, what about OJ Howard? I don't want to, I, I would, I don't want to do that to myself. Like, I would start O.J. Howard if I didn't have... Like, O.J. Howard this week is definitely intriguing. Don't get me wrong. If Ian Thomas actually... If Ian Thomas fails, like, I'm going to... I would just, like... I'll, I'll, like, I'll die. Right? right. Like, but if... With how bad O.J. Howard has been, like, knowing how bad he's been, and I and I go there and it fails, like, that'll, yeah, that'll hurt you. me yeah. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like... Now, I'm saying if I don't have an option, right, if I've been streaming and O.J. Howard is a halfway decent option now, then, yeah, but if I'm not, I'm not going to go from Mark Andrews to O.J. Howard. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, all right, now what about Lev Bell, man? Because he's somebody I know fantasy owners are probably concerned about because the matchup's not great. Uh, the Jets, obviously, 15.5-point dogs. Is he somebody you're still going to play? Yeah, at least as a, you know, RB2, um, strong flex, I think. You know, he already he complained again about not getting the ball enough. He wants more touches. Uh, I think just the, the volume is going to be too high. I mean, he, he's ready to go. My man was playing, you know, bowling and stuff. So, yeah, I think he's ready to play some football. Uh, I think he'll, he'll get, you know, at least, you know, 15 to, to 20 touches if the, if the ball, Jets have the ball enough. Um, I'm just hoping that, you know. Uh, it, it starts with him, so I, I can't see him me benching him. Yeah, I just think it's ridiculous that in the games without Sam Darnold, he averages like over twenty touches, and with Sam Darnold, he averages like eighteen. And it's That's like weird. doesn't make yeah. any sense. It should just be like twenty five all the time. Right. Um, and Adam Gase is an idiot, so that's what it comes down to. Yep. Hey, remember when we all thought that Ryan Tannehill was holding back Adam Gase? <laughs> Interesting. It's funny how those things work out. He, Adam Gates should be fired just based off what Ryan Tannehill's doing. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Adam Leffler like brought the, that up the on Jeff his Fisher podcast. Kinda, Jeff Fisher kind of label. <laughs> you said what? How the Jeff Fisher kind of label? Like all the oh, players yeah. that, you know, oh, leaving. Oh, no. There's a stat for that's the, that. I meant to bring this up when I was when I was cover, going over why the Jets were going to lose by 15 and a half points. Adam Gase has lost by double digits in 41 percent of his games. That's not good at all. That's horrible. I say that's that again. Horrible. He has lost by double digits in 41 percent of the games that he has coached. That is 
that's he's and basically in half of I see that as half of his games he's not competitive at all. Ver- oh Ser- my god! You you put it perfectly. He's non-competitive in almost half of his games. That's crazy. So tomorrow when they go out to play Baltimore, there's like a sixty percent chance the Jets will be competitive. <laughs> that's crazy. And in the, in the NFL is like a very I think a pretty parody league as far as you know sports out there. It's that's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. So. Um. Yeah, that's that. But on the so yeah, Lev Bell. I think you could play him just based off the volume. You know, the matchup. Yeah. Uh, it's you know the Baltimore run defense is getting better. I think they're getting healthier on the D line. So, um, but you just based off the volume that you hope he'd get in a game like this. Um, you know, and he's he's familiar. He played in this division, so he's familiar with this team. He's familiar with this with how they play. So I don't think that whole. You know NFC North, like you know Baltimore Ravens persona, all that stuff is gonna is gonna be a factor for him as much because we've seen Lev Bell have big games against the Ravens. Granted, behind much better offensive lines and you know with a much better offensive system and a you know a much better head coach who didn't get blown <laughs> out in like sixty percent or forty percent of his games, but you know I think he'll he you can like you said RB two number. Um, I would I would I would tell you this. I'll try to hit more home runs in my lineup this week. Yeah. If right. If I have Bell. to start, yeah. If I have to start Lev Bell, I'm gonna try to hit a home run at receiver in my flex. Yep. Maybe get try to get Amendola if he's out there. You know, like a yep. I think that's a, yeah. Like maybe Brashad Perriman. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. um, you know, something something along those lines to just try to add some upside to my to my lineup. Um. All right. Anything else in this game? Because you know, obviously, we're not gonna play anybody else. Nah, Lamar, Mark Ingram, um, definitely those two guys for sure. Uh, Lamar is about to kill on the Jets side, you know. Yeah, uh, Le'Veon. Mm, yeah, I, I mean, somebody's gonna Robbie have Anderson's to catch passes been, for the Jets. Yeah, Robbie Anderson's been holding it down for the last like three or four weeks. Yeah, um, I mean, I said it on the last pod. This is this is Robbie. Like, I don't know why I didn't see this coming. This is what he does every single year. Around this time, this is this is why the, the you know the casual fan wouldn't know because if you if you stop playing if you stop playing fantasy by like week twelve you wouldn't know. But Robbie Anderson around this time is always like if you take his December splits, it's sixteen hundred yards and sixteen touchdowns. That's amazing. That's yeah, he's awesome. He's been doing it. Yeah, last week got it done for those fantasy owners, which is great. Um, I think you know he's yeah someone's got to catch the ball. Uh, you just hope it's not a devastating game for the Jets. Where no one gets anything, like the the Rams game or something like that. So, uh, I, I think if there's one pass catcher, you got to start. You can start Robbie. Well, That's the a- thing is, that with the with, even with that game with the Rams, Robert Woods had like 19, 19 targets in that game. I think it was true, true. So someone he caught a lot of balls. I don't know if Robbie Anderson's gonna get nineteen targets. The one thing though is that does scare me though is that the. You know, like we talked about last week with the with the Ravens corners and the DBs, is that they are big and physical, and that is not Robbie Anderson's game. <laughs> you know, we've seen Stephon Gilmore erase him just yep. you know with being physical with him at the line of scrimmage, and the Baltimore Ravens have the corners to be able to do that. If Robbie Anderson is going to get matched up on Marcus Peters, though, I like the chances a lot better. But um, if he has to go against Jimmy Smith or Marlon Humphrey, it's going to be a long day for Robbie. But he is always in play for the big boom play, so you know, yeah. I, he's he is somebody that you know I would, I would take a shot on. I, would you go him and Lev Bell in the same lineup? I don't 
think so. Yeah, because then I'd be too invested in uh, offense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I yeah, would probably go, that. yeah, just go with Le'Veon in that case. Um, and then, yeah, just maybe find someone else for Robbie. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I agree 100%. Um. All right. So any yeah, there's nothing else on this matchup. And your MVP, Greg, in this matchup, easy. Right? Oh yeah, big trust. You already know. Okay. Uh, Lamar taking us to the finals, man. I need to see it again. Yeah, he's just been so dominant all year. Uh, gotta gotta cap off this MVP season, you know. Mm, all right. What's your bold prediction, Greg? What's up, man? Uh, bold prediction. Um. Hmm. I think uh, I was gonna say maybe the Ravens got a defensive touchdown, but uh, nah, bro, we need that. Take it. Yeah, we yeah, I, it. I think that. I think Ravens get a defensive touchdown. Ooh, okay, I like that. I like mm-hmm. that. Mm, I'm gonna go with. Oh, I'm gonna be in. The, I'm gonna be in the house too. All right, in New Era. Yo, did you know it was New Era Field? Or no, it's not New Era Field. Wait, what? The Ravens. Oh. The, 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 no, yeah, the the. Uh, sorry. I messed that up. The Bills play at New Era Field. Oh, okay. But I wish that the Ravens played at New Era Field. It's M&T Bank Stadium. Yeah. Yep. But um, at the bank. Yeah, the bank. <laughs> B-Town. <laughs> B-More. Yeah, that's what he said. He said B-More, Big Trust. Big Trust. trust. All right. Uh, my bold, my bold prediction, I'm going to go with Lamar gets you. Oh, he's going to. Oh, yeah. But Lamar's going to break. He's going to break. Uh, Mike Vick's rushing record, right? Uh, Mike Vick has 1,039 rushing yards. That's the record. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson is, I'll pull it up right now. Lamar Jackson is, has 1,017 rushing yards. So, quick math, he needs 22 more yards to, to, to match Michael Vick's record of 1,039. Um Obviously, he needs 23 yards to break it, so he will obviously get that. But I'm going to say Lamar runs for... Ryan Fitzpatrick ran for 50 yards last week on the Jets. Hmm. I'm going to say Lamar runs for a buck 65. Ooh. I didn't say buck 50, and then you went to 65. Just add the... Yeah, I was going to go 15. 70, but I something told me I had to go back down, so I went 65. Bet, bet. I like that. Ooh. Let's go. All right. All right, man. So, anything else? Anything? Nah, yeah, I think this is uh, it's good that you're gonna be in the house. You know, that's what's up. Um, yeah. Let us know about. I'm, I'm excited to see Lamar, but yeah. Hey, what's going on in the basketball world, man? I heard. Oh, I heard, I heard Ben Simmons is hitting threes now and stuff. You know, like, my man got on? two threes. You know, uh, he, if you don't want to count that heave that he had at the end of the first, oh, one of the quarters, he's 100 percent from the field. That's all I gotta say. Um, just watching. I'm in two fantasy basketball leagues, by the way. Um, so, you know, third place in one of them. Uh, you know, so doing well. Uh, another one just started this week. Uh, so we started midway through the season. Um, everyone, you know, it's, it's a good season this, this year. Um, LeBron, hashtag Wash King. He's coming back for the MVP throne. You heard it here. Uh, you know, I, I need to see more from my Sixers, uh, especially Joel. You know, the, the effort is not as there as what I want it to be. Um, especially to be at that championship level. So I'm calling him out right now. I need Joel to be better, you know. But the the Sixers, I like it. Matisse Thibault, uh, shout out to him. You know, best defensive rookie. Uh, Going to be all, all defensive team uh, very soon. There you go. 
right, what about yeah? What about Kyrie, man? What's this drama in Brooklyn? What's going on, man? Uh Kyrie, you know, so he he's missed thirteen straight games. Uh, you know, they're, with an they're talk- yeah, with the shoulder injury, they they're talking okay. trash because you know they were what three and six without him, and then now the next the Nets they lost tonight, but they're nine and two now uh, with, with without him. Uh, they were six three and six with him. So people talking smack about if, he, if he's really the answer here. Uh, you know, I, I can't really go that far yet. It's very early. Also, the Nets played a really easy schedule during that time with Kyrie out. They played the Knicks a couple times. They played, you know, the only team they really beat was Boston. And uh, maybe I think uh, one other team I think they beat was pretty good, Denver as well. But uh, other than that, you know, it was it was pretty some cupcake matchups in there. So I, I got to see more from, from the Nets. I, I think, you know, they do are a good team without Kyrie because, I mean, they did make the playoffs out last year without him. But I, I think it's more... KD is going to be the reason, you know, that's going to bring mm-hmm. it all together, you know. Uh, I think Kyrie's better as a number two option. Um, so I think next year you, you got to expect the, the Nets to really put it together. You know a basketball update wouldn't be a basketball update if I didn't ask about my Celtics. Oh, yeah. The Celtics, they're doing what they got to do. Kimba actually dog tonight. I got him on my fantasy team too. That was a, a huge pick of mine. Man, dropped 44 tonight. Just, you know, they lost to the Pacers, Some but it's light. all good. Something light for, for Kimba. Kimba's basically uh, the people want to say the <laughs> anti-Kyrie because um, <laughs> he's literally doing what um, the you know people wanted Kyrie to do. Everyone on the Celtics are having a career high in points um, with uh, Kimba there, uh, so it seems like he bring he brings that uh, greatness out of the people. Um, and it's, it's better for, he's better for the Boston offense, Brad Stevens offense. You know, everyone likes to touch the ball. Everyone likes to get involved. Uh, Gordon Hayward's back too. That's good to hear. Uh, from that uh, fracture in his hand, so you know the Celtics are doing what they have to do. Bucks, Celtics, and Sixers seem to be um, doing what they got to do. Oh man, you thought this guy knew about tight ends? You should check Woo. this in basketball, bro. Woo. My man, oh, man, fantasy analyst, tight end, stream expert, and <laughs> basketball analyst, all wrapped in one. March Madness around the corner too. Got to hit my man up. Oh man, you already know it's gonna be crazy, Duke. Here we go. About to get that hashtag uh, fantasy basketball diagnostics on and popping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, def- definitely appreciate you guys li- for listening. Uh, please, if you could leave us a, a rate, follow, review, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, again, we really appreciate you guys listening and definitely want to wish you good luck in your matchups this week. Hopefully, hopefully you guys make it to those playoffs. But catch us on Saturday for the for the Sunday preview as we'll wrap up or we'll re, uh, preview all the week fourteen games. Oh, 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 shout out, shout out to Gary Cole. Let's go, the Yankees! Yeah, Yankees got Gary oh, yeah. Cole. Yeah, see you at the parade, guys. Uh, that's all I gotta say, man. Gary Cole, yes, yes. That was the the the, the yearly Yankees update. Um, talk about baseball. We'll talk about baseball the next time. In uh, the next time in like August when we're recording, <laughs> word. <laughs> so once a year, we'll once a year quota, once a year quota. But again, really appreciate you guys for listening, and as always, we are out. We are.